Hello and welcome to the New Spiro podcast where we interview experts, authorities and characters on all things spearfishing. Come and join us after the show at noobspiro.com, the online spearfishing community helping you to become a better Spiro. Here are your hosts for the show, Shrek and Turbo. G'day Noob Spiro community. Today we are chatting to Brisbane local. He's a regular dive buddy of mine and Turbo's. Bo started out about a year ago spearfishing, and while he's been spearing, he's also had a good crack at freediving. And in the last Nationals uh, competition here locally, he posted a 155 dynamic and 116 metre no fins. He's got a ponytail. You know, he says he's all about that base. Welcome to the show, Bo. G'day, fellas. How are you? G'day, Bo. Good, mate. Good to have you with us. Wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that intro, Bo? It was nice. Uh, so I don't know how I'm going to live up to that. I don't know how. That ponytail's well, living up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Righto, Bo. Um, just, just tell us a bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, and how you got started spearfishing. Well, got into spearfishing through a friend of mine, and he was on the Gold Coast. So my first foray into spearfishing was on the Gold Coast, on Brisbane base. Um, been lucky enough to get out on the water with you two likeable lads. I do say that tongue in cheek because you love it. Yeah, we have had our moments. Let's just say that. But no, I do. Been lucky enough to get out off Morton Island um, and go sample the the diving out there. So we've been sport, haven't we, Turbo? Like having a bloke, you've got to have that token guy on the boat with the ponytail. You do, yeah. And everyone's got to have one. Absolutely. Just, that he's got a triathlon wetsuit, which is pretty good. Just while we're there, we started a ritual with Bo when he started coming out with us, and it's it sort of become a tradition on the boat. Um, Bo, can you just tell them about what, what what that ritual is for the new guys that come out with us on the boat and, and how much you're looking forward to seeing the next guy? So I, was, I was a bit afraid that you guys are going to bring this up tonight, but new guy on the boat, let's just say there's a certain stigma about catching or spearing certain species of said fish um, in the areas that we go. And um, I think most of the local guys around Brisbane and the Gold Coast area will be pretty familiar with the, with the Mowongs. Yeah. and uh, the Blue Groper. And as part of being the first guy, well, being a new guy to the boat and not really having some of the most successful days out there, I was lucky enough to hold up everyone's bycatch, if you All like. All of the Some of the scummiest fish you've ever oh, seen. Yeah. Oh. But that's me and Turbo's bread and butter. When we have a bad day, there's no stigma with what you catch. If you get a feed, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You say that now, but everyone's seen the photos. Uh, the, old, the old surgeon fish, they're always a good fallback fish, aren't they? Yeah. They're stupid. They, they don't really develop a, um, a flight response. So you shoot one, they just like to sort of hang around. You can just work your way through oh, them. I love it. Love it. And we all start there. So when you, when you started boat, did you, did you find a mentor or a club? I mean, what, how was the, what did the first time you went spearfishing look like? Yeah, well, it was, it was a whole new world, to be honest. I think there's so many aspects of of spearing that you know you get in and a lot of the guys and a lot of the posts that you might see um to be honest probably have a lot of ego involved and i was lucky enough to bump into um someone that you guys have been in contact as well mr wayne judge who to be honest for someone of his of his caliber leaves his ego at the door and was happy to entertain my questions that i had when i first when i first got in so yeah i was lucky enough to find that mentor in him and and ask him all the questions that I didn't know the answers to. 
So your first time spearfishing, where where did you go? First time was um was on the Gold Coast down at a down off um Fingal there, Cook Island. Okay. Yeah, so there's a couple of reefs down there. How deep's the water and what sort of fish species would you encounter there? Down there you're um usually ninety nine percent of the time you'll be drifting and you'll come over sections of reef that could be, you know, three metres of water. It drops away down to 16, 18 metres of water. But that current through there, it flies through there. It does, there, it, it flies through there. You, you, be, you may be able to anchor up and line fish out there, but you definitely can't do it safely spearing. Yeah, you, no. you're, you need a boat. You need a boat boy yeah. person, and you need to be drifting. The current really rips through there. But in saying that, you get to cover a decent amount of ground. You're seeing new bits of the reef every time, so it does make it interesting. Unfortunately, there's not so many fish down there anymore. No, there's a lot of... Um, blue groper down there because it's just sort of over the border where they're protected so you sort of can't touch them and they're just in plague proportions aren't they oh definitely definitely they're almost like the um the seeing eye dog they're, they come up to you and they guide you around the reef and it makes it very tempting when you when you're new to the sport when you just want to pull the trigger but yeah you know so j- just for our listeners the blue the blue groper in queensland is o- open season um and and they they, they're quite a good eating fish, but down in New South Wales, they are protected. Oh, and just to protect my, to protect a little bit of pride, they are a little bit more cagey in the Queensland waters. Yeah, just, yeah definitely. Just, to, yeah, just there's, all I know. There's not as many of them either. And they're a good, they're a good sort of like, you know, one of the species you sort of start shooting up here to, yeah. get, to get started. Oh, it's good on the table. Yeah. There's a few surgeons down there too, isn't there? Like large oh, full of surgeons. Lots of surgeons. It's pretty good. Like, it's not... It, if you get a day out there when there's not too much current, off tweed's pretty good for a new boat, I sort of think. Definitely, I think if you can, uh, somewhere like the Gold Coast, it's got a lot of reef that's close to the shore, don't necessarily need to know someone with a boat. You can cover a lot of ground, see a lot of good reef, holding a lot of bait, and on their days, hold really good fish. So that first time out off Fingal, did you shoot any fish? To be honest, I don't think my first time I did. Second time around, yeah, there was some um, mackerel were definitely floating around and I was lucky enough to bag to bag. It was only a fairly small mackerel in in proportion to where some people are getting them, but I think it I think it went about eight kilo. Oh, oh nice. It's a cracker. Yeah, yeah so it was oh great. Great, great on the table again. But and you know when you oh definitely when you when you're new to the sport. That was you like know, your second time in, wasn't it? Yeah. It was second yeah. go. So to put a fish like that um, in the boat, especially with a couple of mates around, always feels really good. Oh, yeah. Getting those early wickets when you're a noob's essential to it really fuels that the fire to go spearing and, and keep that keep that going. That's awesome. Definitely. And I mean, like, you know, you don't have to be having a lot of bottom time for that species of fish. You can be hitting those sort of, well, I did grab that fish in, in about three metres of water. Yeah, okay. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, well, I guess this brings us to the next little bit of the show. Share with us a story of your most memorable fish, um, and I, I think the, the story you want to tell is about a mackerel, I, I believe. Yeah, it is. Uh, back back to the old mackerel. They're they're a very well. The line fishermen say they're a great sporting fish to catch, and and as a spearer, they are too. Oh, yeah. Just progressed onto a real gun. So my first trip out with a real gun out off Morton Island. We were uh, it was a it was a cracking day actually, a really good day, blue water. Visibility was great. I think it was probably uh, the, the water we were in was 17 to 18 metres and we could see some structure on the bottom. And we actually noticed that there were a few sharks hanging around. I had the GoPro on and I was more concentrating on the on the sharks. And we had a bit of belly and I wanted to get a bit of footage because everyone always asks you those questions about everyone's always interested, you know, the people who don't dive. 
don't spear, want to know about the sharks. Mm-hmm. So I was more interested in getting a bit of footage for them. Yeah. And um, watching the burly go down, trying to get the footage of sharks. Next thing I turn around and, and here's this mackerel. And it was, yeah, it was a solid fish. Managed to... Um, so what are we talking solid fish? Oh, go on. You know. Give us an estimate, mate. mate it was Talk 20 it plus. It was 20 plus kilos. Easy. Oh, so minus and 20%. As, yeah. So, it, you know. I was thinking take 40. It, take it out of the water. <laughs> Take it out of the water, dressed. It was easy, 20 kilos. It was a guppy. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was dead. You know, that's one advantage of, of dropping a fish is the fact that you can you can say whatever weight it is. But, yeah. no, this this was a, a big fish. I, I, that real gun was a 1,300 Rob Allen. Yeah, that, that shredded. That flew out, didn't it? Because I was in the boat watching that. You, yeah. were in the, you were in the boat that day. And I quickly took a shot at this thing. I, I chased it, took a shot. And within within oh, 10 seconds, it stripped 50, 50 plus metres of line off my reel. Yeah, why not? So it was um, the most memorable fish, but unfortunately didn't land it. And hopefully it lived to see another day because it still had a lot of pep once, once it had stripped so, me. You, you were diving with the real gun and on the, on the gun, you also had a float line, didn't you? Yeah, see, out of Morton there, I actually had float line, always Good practice, I believe, for safety, a bit of visibility yeah, for, sure. for you. Not so much for other boats if you're out wide, but definitely so you're the person in the boat. We were drifting that day, can see where you are even when you're not on the surface. So, yeah, I had a float line. Um, drifting with the float line, I was I was close to it. Actually, coming back to the surface after putting a shot, the float line got caught around my snorkel and myself. So that's what happened. The, the tension. So once it stripped the reel... And it went onto the float line. You were playing with the float line. It was it was around your head, I think. That's what yeah. it was like from the boat. And that pressure was just enough to make a make the spear pull. Yeah, I actually got advice from yourself. Play it soft. So oh, strip, yeah. you know, not being the best shot with a mackerel, as you'll as you'll know when you when you hit one. If they're not a good shot, they'll drop every time. It had stripped all my line. The float line. I played that softly through my hands, but it. As I'd come up, I'd come up through a loop and it looped around my shoulder and my snorkel, actually ripped my snorkel out and started to pull tight. I actually was reaching for my knife to just in case because I thought, you know, if this does hold, I could be in a lot of strife here. So it actually was one of my hairiest moments that I've that I've had to date as well, Spearing. So, so takeaways from that for our audience would be, I guess, like, be careful where your float line is when you, when you do shoot fish. Like, always maintain awareness of it. Yeah, but it can happen to anyone. I'm not saying that, that it couldn't, but it is kind of a mistake. I'm, I know I made it with mackerel too, and I got tangled in it, just tangled around my leg and tore off. Now, I've actually had it happen a few times. So, but I think I know when you're starting out, you're not as aware of your float line as, as you are when you get a bit more experience. And a lot of the experienced guys do away with float lines completely. However, is, is that sort of a bit of advice you'd offer to people? Yeah, look, I think at first I thought to myself, oh, I'll. I would have loved to do away with the float line, but I think it just proves one thing with spearing is when you least expect it, yeah. you know, there, there could be the fish of the day, there could be the fish, your PB, there could be anything can change in an instant and you've got to be ready for that. So like you said, having that awareness and as you get as you get a bit more time in the water, you are aware of, okay, before I do drop down for that dive, I might just flick my float line out of the way. I might, you know... Check my real tension. Check all those little things. Yeah. So yeah, would yeah. you, if you hadn't had the float line out, would you have landed that fish? Oh, come on! <laughs> of course I would have. <laughs> where, where was the shot? <laughs> where was the shot? 
Who knows? <laughs> I, I'm saying back top corner. <laughs> back top corner. That's is that a technical? Is that, that is that is definitely a technical I'm term. That. You probably learned that in your first couple of months of spearing that yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, I'm not familiar. We got a bit to learn. Clearly, turbo. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to just hit the back top corner from now on. <laughs> right, I'm just back top corner, guys. Take that out. <laughs> well, right. This is a section of the show we call the vet, the veterans vault. So it's where we ask our guests to take us deep into an, an area of expertise that they know quite a bit about and. We mentioned earlier in the show introduction that Bo's had quite a substantial sort of grounding and freediving now. He's done quite a lot of training. He's competed in, an, in a national competition and, and he's done very well for himself. He uh, he took out the honours for Australia on the day. So Bo, what are the applications for our audience from freediving training to spearfishing and, and, and what can people take away from that? Well, first of all, a bit of veteran fault. Come on, boys. A year. <laughs> Not even a year deep. But anyway, I'll, I'll humour you. You're a record holder by default. He's in Australia. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I think what I've told the freediving club that I that I joined, there is sometimes a bit of a, a distinction between freedivers and spearos. But at the end of the day, you can't spearfish without freediving. Yeah. By default, you're freediving every time. You might just have a spear gun in your hand. So the biggest thing I I took away from the training, I actually started freediving. Um, by doing a course, the course was uh, freediving training for Spiros. And out of that, I took a lot of things. Um, probably the biggest thing is is your fitness. I, I really enjoyed the water. Obviously, one of the aspects got me into it. So swimming, so your, your swimming fitness, but also, um, you know, surface recovery, relaxing in the water, being comfortable in the water. They're probably the biggest, the biggest thing I could say would be being comfortable in, in the water, whether it's with your gear with your headspace, um, with yeah, with your equipment, or just with what you're doing, be comfortable. So, so for our audience, say we've got some news listening in. If if they're going down to the local pool to um, do a bit of practice, what kind of um, tips could you recommend to them that they could sort of implement straight away? Just some practical stuff. Well, probably the biggest thing would be if you are going to do any sort of, you know, breath hold, any sort of breath hold activities, you really want to have a mate there with you. As well as that, if you don't have someone with you, is just just swim. Yeah. Swim. I've used to swim and still swim, and, and one of the activities that I did was never taught to me. It was just swim, go for a swim for a K, but don't breathe every stroke. Hold your breath for three strokes and just get used to that deep breathing, controlled breathing every time. doesn't matter if you're moving or if you're stationary. Yeah. And earlier you mentioned before the show um, static training, just holding your breath in your lounge room at home. Uh, it helps with dive fitness when you're out in the water. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, one of the biggest things that you're going to do is hold your breath. And the beauty of um, statics is that you can do that basically anywhere. Obviously, driving's not the best one, but in your lounge room at home while you're watching TV, ad breaks are three minutes long on average. Hold your breath in an ad break. Yeah, you know, nice getting comfortable getting comfortable with that urge to breathe because at the end of the day, it's just an urge to breathe and that's what we've got to overcome to have that longer bottom time. I think that's a good method. I mean, I know I'd last through maybe one ad. I don't know about a whole ad break, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with one ad and move to two, I suppose. Well, that's it and it's all practice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that sounds some, like some good practical takeaways from some freediving training. Thanks for that, Bo. If you could go back in time, Bo, and give yourself five bits of advice... For when you started, that would you you would have loved to have had when you started out. What would they be? We call this the fast five facts for noobs. Oh, I think we'd be find somewhere, whether it be a forum, whether it be 
you know, mates or a shop or something that yeah. has the right information for you. So find you know, a community. Find a, find a community, mate. Somewhere where the ego is left out and you just get the answers. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone, when you first start up, you don't want to sound like you don't have any idea. But we're all in that boat. You shouldn't yeah. worry about it's that. It's a bit daunting at the start, isn't oh, it? Oh, definitely, mate. I think, um, you know, you get into it and there's so many new things. There's yeah. so many new aspects of this sport. No, number two, Bo, is being comfortable. Uh, whether it's your equipment, as I said, whether it's you being relaxed, just get comfortable. Don't change. Every time you go diving, just try and change one thing. Don't try and change the whole lot. everything all in one go. You just want to concentrate on one thing at a time. I found that, you know, every time I went out, there's enough There's enough that changes, whether it be the spot that you dive in, the conditions, that are, all those are variables you can't control. So the ones that you can control, yeah, nice. you know, Let's just do one thing at a time and concentrate cool. on that. See what works for you. All I right. think that's a separate one. Just do one thing at a time. Number four, Bo. Well, that would be um, what I just basically touched on then, which I forgot. So you're gonna have to edit that okay. part out. But what <laughs> no, did you say cool. at the end? We, we never, we never edit. It's just one take, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That way, our audience know. Oh, oh well, there you go. Oh, just mate, well, you've been holding your breath too long. So so far, <laughs> we've got. Uh, Find a community or a club, etc., yep. to help you get yourself started. Uh, get comfortable in the water. Yeah, that's that's a big one for me. Once I got comfortable, concentrate on one changing one aspect of your diving at a time. So give us give us your fourth uh, fast five fact. Time. I guess four yep. could be don't hold your breath too much because yeah. this is what happens. You yeah. can't come up with five bits of advice. Yeah. Five bits of Number advice. Number five: don't hold your <laughs> breath. If you want to be a Spiro. <laughs> yeah. What, what about food and, and drink? Any advice around that, around diving? <laughs> well, if you're someone... <laughs> Would you recommend Shrek's KFC, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. Uh, get a bit of grease in your gulp. All right, babe. Come on, no. give us a, give us a, a, a fifth. Dad's had just said it. What about guns? Any advice about guns? Look, I think I think if, one if of my what, definitely one of my tips would be leave your ego at the door. At the end of the day, you know ah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah at, at the end of the day, everyone's starting out. You're not going to be able to do these 25 meter dives with a minute bottom time. That's just unrealistic to think that because it is so new. You know, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to get there if you actually forget about your ego and talk to people and, you know, it might even be someone who can't dive as good as you, but you might learn, pick up something that improves your diving. And to be honest, for me, that was the biggest thing. I just wanted to dive better. It didn't matter what it was I was doing. I just wanted to dive better. I think, I think you sort of gave us uh, another point there about don't not pushing yourself too hard. Like you're not going to make those 25-metre dives. So, so maybe you sort of touched on their dive within your limits. I think it's pretty important. Yeah, I watched a video on YouTube the other day. It was like a guide to getting started. And it was um, a sponsored video, and this guy said, you know, like, getting started, and then he holds his breath and he does this dive. He goes to 35 metres. Yeah, I'll do it all day. And he's down there for two and a half minutes, and then he naturally just shoots this fish out of out of just nothing. Yeah. And, and it was like watching Superman go spearfishing. There was no real reality to it. And I think... Yeah. You know, those two things both come into play. They leave your ego at home and just be realistic about where you're at on day one. Because, yeah, yeah, because the, re the reality is when you get started, I know for me, I was in about three metres of water just stoning flathead yeah. <laughs> and loving it, yeah. you know, with a hand spare. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's not to um, say that you don't want to aspire to do those great dives. And I think as my last tip would be get obsessed. Like I used to live, breathe, sleep. The only thing I'd ever talked about to my friends was diving. <laughs> you know, it was that's what you that's what you want to do. That's awesome, Bo. Get obsessed. And, and and if I can add to that, get obsessed with Noob Sparrow. Sign up to our mailing list, you know. And that's the plug. We, we, we're all about, you know, helping you guys stay obsessed and get the right information. So, look, Bo, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. You, you've offered us some great tips there. And uh, I like the freediving applications. We're going to have to have you again at some stage. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back for a more technical look at freedive training, I think. That's what I'd like to do. Well, we know that interview won't go for too long, so that'll be fine any time. <laughs> and hopefully future. by that stage you take yourself a bit more seriously, get rid of the ponytail, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll all have a good show. Just remember, everyone, you know, you want to be safe, sustainable, and selective when you go spearing, all right? Yeah, okay, thanks, Bo. Thanks, Bo. That's so if people, want to, <laughs> if, if people want to connect with you, Bo, where can they find you? Are you on Facebook? No. Bo Armstrong <laughs> on Facebook. He loves Facebook. He's a, he's a social media. You're not, you're not much of a yeah, social. You haven't really caught up to this century, have you? No, not quite. Neither is that ponytail. You look like an 80s henchman from like a Jackie Chan film. <laughs> He just does. a cook. <laughs> like Steven Seagal, but sort of like pasty Steven Seagal with no martial arts skill. Right, so thanks, thanks, Turbo. Great interview. We've we've smoked both. It's time to go. Thanks, Noob Spiro. So just to recap, Noob Spiro community, Bo's fast five facts were taken away, Turbo. Okay, so Bo gave us, uh, he actually gave us seven facts there tonight because he... He can't count, he's he can't count. All that breath hold. Okay, so number one. Find a community, find a club, find somebody to help you out to get you started. That's the first thing. Number two, get comfortable in the water. So that's going to mean more time in the water, guys. Number three, concentrate on changing one aspect of your diving at a time. And Bo, and Bo emphasised there, like, there's a lot of things out spearfishing that you can't control, such as current and temperature and visibility. So just, just focus on changing one thing that you can control, like maybe a new mask. And the next time a new spear gun, but don't try and change it all at once all the time. Absolutely. Leave your ego at the door. I already leave my ego at the door along with my KFC box, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, I think what, what Bo was trying to stress there is, guys, you're not going to dive to 25, 30 metres when you get started. You're not going to pull up massive mackerel. You're not going to get dog tooth tuna. So um, just go for it. Shoot, shoot whatever comes your way, I think. And enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Enjoy it. And eat, eat, the, eat what you take home and, and just love it. Absolutely. Everyone else is going to be impressed with what you bring home. They're not going to know the difference. Um, number six, dive within your limits. Now that's um, that's pretty straightforward, guys. Just be safe. You know, if you're only a five-meter diver, just just plug away at it and, and dive in your limits. And, and experienced guys, when they've been going a couple of years and they are pushing their, their limits a little bit more, they, they, they have um, established buddy protocols. And, and it's not as easy as it looks when you just watch a video on YouTube. Just um, ignore the heroics and, and dive with where you're comfortable on the day. Absolutely. And the final one from Bo was get obsessed. Get obsessed. Get into yeah. it. It's a great sport. Yeah, I love it. All right, guys, thanks for uh, for listening and um, downloading the, the podcast. Um, remember to visit us over at noobspiro.com. 
check out what we're doing over there. We're all about helping out the noob and helping you out. If you've got any questions, shoot us an email at noobspiro.com uh, or shrek at noobspiro.com. And, uh, and we love five-star reviews on iTunes oh, too, yeah. just quietly. So if you've got a question, um, we'll fire that question off to our next guest and uh, try to get it answered by an expert. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening today, Noob Spiro. If you'd like to find out any more information from today's guest, then head over to noobspiro.com. We really appreciate you guys as listeners. Without you, we couldn't do the show. So if you want to help us out, leave us a review on iTunes or head on over to noobspiro.com and uh, sign up for our newsletter. We won't send you crap. So that's all from us. A big hooroo. We hope to see you soon. Shrek over and out.